What made us bring this topic up again? Dealing with the health, dealing with health insurance, um, starting a health insurance brokerage. The, mm -hmm. uh, there's a having a baby, priorities changing. Um, I think those are, it's like a melting pot of why. <laughs> I know, because I remember you said you didn't want to come from a place of not anger, anger but like, no. you, you don't want to complain nothing like that. Yes, like a place of constant complaint. Yeah. It was more so like a, an awareness. Yeah, because I think it's something that um, it isn't talked about a lot. And I guess obviously because I have now um, embarked on a new journey in life and um, the fact that we have children, having children, you're dealing with um, health care a lot when you're pregnant. Um, I just think it heightens the thought processes around our journey even in the thought process of how do we live that long without health insurance? Like if we didn't have kids, do you think health insurance, probably because we're 30 plus, mm -hmm. um, but if we didn't have kids or if I never got pregnant, would that be at the top of our thought process? You know, you're right. I don't know. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. As you can see, I'm still very pregnant. You're, yes. Still you're, yet holding. You're right. I, I do wonder that, like, if we had kids, like, would we have taken it that much more seriously? Health insurance or having insurance in general. Right. Would we have taken that seriously? And, and to preface that, like, um, obviously, I had you're so used to being, I feel like when you're young, you're so used to being on your parents' insurance, you don't have to think about it. Like, I feel like once you become right. an adult, adult, you still want your parents to do stuff for you. Like, where it'd be like, what am I even supposed to do when you start getting jobs and they're allowing you to select health coverage? I, to this day, still was calling my mom like, what does this even mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to pick, you know? And um, I think when you grow up and you're in a situation where, like, your parents have coverage, you never have to worry about it. So you think about college and all the stuff where you were going to the doctor, doing all these things, getting prescriptions and all that. Mm -hmm. And you never had a thought because it was already handled. Right. And so... Um, we get married 2018. Mm -hmm. I'm 26 before we get married. And <laughs> I remember my mom telling me that my insurance like was over, but I was an entrepreneur. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm about to raw dog it. Like <laughs> basically it's the only thought process I really had. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'd never thought anything else like, okay, well, that's what it is. And the worst part was that the coverage didn't stop until like, the end of that year mm -hmm. so like um i had coverage still for like 90 days after i turned 26 so never thought about it mm -hmm. when when we talked about like our our journey to parenthood and when we talked about birth control the only reason i technically got off of birth control is because i no longer had insurance yeah so i feel like fast forward when did we start looking into like <laughs> we had healthcare companies I started looking into insurance in general when we had Caden. Like, I started taking it seriously then. Mm -hmm. Like, I understood the value of it, which I'm not actually proud of, 
because I was I'm way more responsible than that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I should have known, like, yo, make sure you straight and whoever you um are dealing with or or you're married to is straight too as well. Right. In case of anything that may happen, right? Well, you did have a job when you got married too though. So and, and that's technically the thing. we did have health coverage. We had health coverage when I was when I was um you had employed. Yeah. We we all were covered though, right? No, because remember I was under my mom. Oh, you was under your mom at that point, yeah. And we wasn't even married then. Right. Right. So I was covered, so I never had a, had that thought, like you said. Um, it wasn't until I left the job, then I was like, "Yo, I really ain't got no health health insurance." Mm-hmm. And for a while, I'm like, "I just need to stay out of waiting." You know, we what I'm saying? go to the doctor. I need to be we out of harm's way. <laughs> we just live like a very undangerous, <laughs> un there's no way to be hurt type life. Or even, even with sickness, like I think I was at a church and like the pastor's wife was a doctor. So like one time I had like a uh, a throat ache. What is that? I had a sore throat. And mm-hmm. um, I texted her like, yo, I got this congestion. I got like post nasal drip, blah, blah, blah. What do I do? And she, like people would send me remedies and I would get better. So mm-hmm. it's like when you also look at that, it just be like, all right, well, shoot. I'm, I've been living this long without it. It becomes out of sight, out of mind. And also, I think this is not a conversation that's often talked about from an entrepreneurial standpoint of like, if I am transitioning out of a job to be an entrepreneur, what is that costing me? Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what does that cost? Because I think in in our youth, right, we're still young, but I say in our youth because obviously our mentality wasn't where it is today. And you're, I'm thinking from a 26-year-old, 27, 28-year-old standpoint, and we're not thinking of what a transition like that looks like. We talk to people all the time who will be like, oh, I can't wait to get off this job so I can be a full-time entrepreneur and nobody can control me and da 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 mm-hmm. And it's like you have all that mentality, all that mindset, all of that thought process, however. A lot of ego involved. I mean, beyond the ego, though, I'm more so talking about, like, with all that said, right, you're not considering what am I going to be losing in that process. Mm. I'm only thinking of having my time freedom. I'm only thinking, like, if your business is obviously doing better than your job Mm -hmm. or whatever, I'm only thinking about, like, when when you transition from your job, you are making your jobs monthly income every week. Right. Mm -hmm. So now you're making your job monthly income five times. And so you're looking at, you can look at it and say, I'm prepared to do this because I'm earning five times my job income. I have saved up this amount of money. Mm-hmm. I have this, 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 and that in play. And then I'll have my time freedom and I'll have all that. But I think rarely is it talked about from at least, and I will say an Atlanta entrepreneur, because I don't know these other cultures. I mm-hmm. have to say my entrepreneurial journey started in Atlanta. Yeah. But from an Atlanta entrepreneurial culture, do we talk about, okay, but what you going to do for healthcare? Right. especially if people don't have kids like it's not really a thought it's like just stay out the way bro yeah you're right or you have enough money to pay for whatever it's going to cost to fix whatever issue you end up having that's why i think literacy and literacy and and entrepreneurship should go hand in hand and what i mean by that is like so when i left that job and i'm starting to look up coverage because i was obviously thinking like i need to get myself covered with health insurance right I started looking up, um, you know, different coverages and the quotes were like a thousand dollars a month for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially when once you um, yours lop, lopsided or whatever. Lapsed. Lapsed. <laughs> lopsided. When yours lapsed. Now I try to find health insurance for all of us. Yeah. And we was getting quoted 
like for a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about y'all, but like when you have to pay, when you have to pay a thousand dollars a month, what when you don't really have to pay a thousand dollars a month, <laughs> but you have to pay a thousand dollars a month, right? You start to cringe a little bit. You like, I don't know if I want to pay that. No, I think I rolled a dice. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You start thinking like, ah, I think I rolled a dice. And and that's what I didn't understand. Like, okay, how do I set up my structure? I learned this obviously eventually, but mm-hmm. how do you set up your structure before you leave your job? If you are planning on leaving your job because you're doing well in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. how do you set yourself up where maybe you're being paid through your business and maybe you got health care through your own business? Like you can you can get that on, on, on your business as well mm-hmm. and maybe insure yourself through your business or, you know what I'm saying, pay yourself a small, small salary so you can afford I mean, so you can afford a uh, Medicaid, Medicaid, or something. But like even that, when you think about we get stuff into like that, that um, I also think it's also the connotation that certain things have, right? And what I mean by that is like growing. Let me not say growing up, but I think throughout my entrepreneurial journey, when you hear things like Medicaid and all that, it was geared toward people who didn't have money. Mm. Like, oh, if that's for. Uh, poor people. I used to hear that. I've heard that from people. Um, that's for poor people. Or that's for people who don't make enough money and blah, blah, blah. So if your mental framework is that I make enough money, um, then it's kind of like, I, I don't need that or I shouldn't consider that or anything like that. Or it's not in my... Um, what do you call it? Like, it's not, I'm not even vibrating on that level. Right. Or like things like food stamps or like, you know, all these different things that people are utilizing or being, or that are given from the government Mm -hmm. because I'm not in that financial situation. And I remember one time I was talking to somebody and they literally were like, well, I mean, you could just pay for it. Like the average physical is only about $120. Right. And you're not doing that every day. You're not doing it every month. So there's some uh, sometimes when you're having conversations around this with people who are riding dirty um, <laughs> in health right. insurance, um, you know, it's kind of like, well, use it when you need to. And then mm-hmm. you think about all the times when you do have a job where it's like I'm spending this amount of money per check and I don't I, I, I don't I'm rarely sick. Yeah, you don't you know, see uh, it. you don't. But uh, yeah, you don't see it when it comes out of your check. But yeah. I'm saying like when you think about how much comes out of a check mm. and you realize how much I don't go to the doctor how much nothing's ever happened to me right. it's like realizing that insurance ain't nothing like nobody's thinking about life insurance until somebody passes mm-hmm. it's like out of sight out of mind yeah. but if somebody passes the whole family's asking well did he have an insurance policy mm-hmm. when you get him to wreck you think about how much your car insurance costs and why does it cost me this much? I only got one car or it's only, you know, I got two insured drivers on one car. Or I got, when I look at like my pay, I used to pay, that used to be my bill when I got out of college mm-hmm. was to pay the family car insurance. And so it's like, you don't think about your car insurance. You think about how much you paying for something until something with happens. everything, same thing with healthcare. So now we end up, <laughs> who are we talking to? I don't remember who we talking to. We got in that Christian uh, insurance fund. Crying. Yes. <laughs> It was, uh, I don't know who he was talking to about it, but explaining the program, it was more so like a crowdfund. Crowdfunding for like for, healthcare. For healthcare. But it was still expensive. It was like $400 a month. Yeah, it was $400 a month for like a family. Mm-mm. No, uh, two people. It mm-hmm. was for two people at that point. It was $400 a month. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that was the cheapest quote I had seen. Mm-hmm. Um, You know what I'm saying? But it was still uh, rather expensive when you start to think about it. 
Like I gotta physically pay this every month. Yeah. And that's what I think gets hard for people is that for entrepreneurs. For entrepreneurs, because now you have to physically see you pay that money instead of it already been taken out the check. Right. By the time you get your check, your check just been depleted and you just get what you got. I want you to talk about like your experience because when you had the job, like what was you paying in insurance for, Mm -hmm. for the family? And then also, um, you know, talk about the layoff process after that though. Yeah. So I think one of the, obviously from, uh, before that, when I got pregnant the first time, this was in the middle of COVID, you know, I don't know what to do, obviously, because I already knew we didn't have healthcare because we stopped paying that $400 real fast. Yeah. Um, because I got a bill. Because what it didn't tell us is that it it didn't go into effect for 90 days, so you couldn't do anything. And we end up going to, this was like during that whole, our, can we have a baby phase and all this stuff like that. So I'm going to get all these tests done. And I get a medical bill. And I'm like, what is this? I got insurance. <laughs> and they're like, no, ma'am. It doesn't take effect for 90 days. So I done been paying this. And now I still got a bill. <laughs> so after that, we just decided to forget that. But... um. After I found out I did get pregnant, I called a couple of my friends who had just had babies who were also in the same field of business we were in, and they all had went the Medicaid route. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously what Malcolm said earlier, like if if the majority, if you're, depending on how your business is set up, right, if you're not getting paid directly from whatever it is that you're doing, and we were not. At the time we were, everything was coming in our business name. We had no income. I had my yeah. church income. My church income made it look like I was absolutely not well. <laughs> like they were like man do you need housing do you need food stamps do you need all this stuff right and I'm like in hindsight now in my 30s I'm like goofy right because <laughs> at the end of the day food is just so expensive and it's like but the again what I said the negative connotation around and stuff like oh but I got money so I don't technically need food stamps but I'm like bro that was so goofy of me because what the way food costs today yeah could you imagine somebody get, you know people be getting like nine nine hundred dollars for food a week crying that's true that's true or a month or something like that but anyway i say all that to say so like i got on medicaid because all of our income was business income and we didn't pay our salaries until the following year so on paper i was eligible right and so we go get the medicaid obviously all of that stuff is taken care of so now i've lived in this land you didn't have coverage though and i have lived in this land where I haven't paid for anything medical for myself or for our son for what three years. Mm-hmm. And obviously one of the perks of getting back into the workforce mm-hmm. um, was the fact that our whole family would be covered, but I was still covered under the coverage I already had with Medicaid. And so when you're looking through that, it's kind of like, all right, but if anything else happens, which Malcolm did 30 years old, want to go who come home and Bro. dislocates his thumb, and he he's like, "Oh, I'm cool. This this how you know we've been living dirty for so long that your response to you dislocating your thumb is popping it back in place yourself and putting it. I don't think we had any sandwich bags. <laughs> he put his thumb in a cup of ice and just was like, "I'll be cool." And I'm like, "You need to go to urgent care. There's literally an urgent. We can walk to an urgent care, and you want to sit here yo. with your thumb in ice. You don't know if you done did no bone damage. Yeah, yo, trying to." People don't, yo. People people don't really talk about the real, yo, about what you go through as an entrepreneur. Like you, get, sometimes you got to do that. And and I get it, but I'm I'm more so like, like I said, I feel like the older you get and the more responsibilities you have as a person. Correct. It's like you. I'm thinking literally. My mind obviously is not well. <laughs> Was I already pregnant too? I don't know. I don't. 
I don't think so. That Maybe. was at the beginning of this year. Yes, I was pregnant, and I'm all my mind goes straight to like you don't know if you done messed up one of your bones that'll end up with bone cancer when you're sixty. Yeah, just because you did it yourself and you didn't check to make sure it was done correctly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That could lead to all kinds of other things and other issues yeah, later on in life. Yeah, yeah, arthritis. Like, and so I'm like, no, you need to go get this X-ray. Make sure that was all that was the damage, right? Because you thinking it's just a dislocated thumb. It could have been <laughs> fractured. All this stuff, right? This is the mom and me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're going, we have coverage. It's a $30 copay, bro. Literally. Go but I wasn't, I, I wasn't used to using coverage. I wasn't used to yeah, it. And I get it. And then, you know I, that's saying? understandable as Jax. But that was one of the perks of being able to now having had it. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens for people, if you're listening to this and you're working, is that you get so comfortable with having coverage mm -hmm. in every which way. <laughs> so old. Um, but you get comfortable in having coverage that you don't think what would happen if something happened to this job that I have. Correct. So I think there's there's like pros and cons to both aspects of um, career path. Like if you're an entrepreneur, it's like you choose the route without it until you need it because it costs more. Mm. Um, but if you need something, you don't have coverage. On the flip side, I think employees and people who work, we can get um, so comfortable in having it that you forget what it's like if, or you're not prepared for anything to change. And so when you ask me about like being laid off and all that stuff like that, I think all of that is heightened because I'm pregnant. Got you. The awareness of like now, now I truly need coverage and I don't have it. And now you're trying to kind of scramble of like, what should I do? Well, luckily I did have coverage in the moment. Yes, you know what I'm yeah, saying? You had so I wasn't secondary. too frazzled about it, but I'm thinking like, you know, what if somebody else was in my same position? Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Who doesn't have, who, who might not be also having, you know, this is rollover Medicaid from 2020 at that. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is not something I recently enrolled in or anything like that. So what I'm now looking at is from the perspective of not me, but the perspective of the person that might also just be pregnant, just found out they were pregnant or you're early in your pregnancy, which I do know somebody who had that same circumstance and you get laid off. What's up with your health care? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, you could be in a situation where your husband works a traditional job as well, and Correct. now you can just roll over into their plan or, you know, stuff like that. Like, obviously, that's not everybody's situation that both parties are entrepreneurs. Um, but that's what people, I don't think we're talking about that. I don't think we're considering, you know, what is my contingency plan in the event mm -hmm. that something happens to this position? Right. Because of the level of comfort where you just get, what's the word? complacent yeah i guess so not complacent you just get um you good you can get, you can get comfortable i guess that's not the word i'm looking for um you just forget it's so it's so it's so normal that when i lose a job so now in losing the job you lose the coverage luckily we still had coverage but then you end up we end up in, in the situation recently where it's like now you have to wait on the government to renew that mm-hmm and that's where things, you know, where we end up having this conversation because it's like, it's interesting that I would now be in a field that I'm dealing with, I like I'm being affected by. So, yeah, you're right, and, and I think that's what makes this important, or it's now going to make the fire in you even more. Like, yo, people need to be covered because no, you're going because you're going through, you're going through what probably more people go through than we think. You yes, know what I'm saying? For sure looking for coverage or they don't even know it. They could be an entrepreneur. They could be, 
they can have a job, but they just don't have enough coverage for the rest of their family, whatever. Facts. But just speaking to entrepreneurs in, in general, like, a lot of us don't even know the options that are out there. No, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? I, I had no idea about the options that I had. That I could have I could have been had. We could have been had. Affordable, coverage. you know what I'm saying? Affordable coverage that would have kept us, that would have kept me covered, you mm -hmm. know, especially when I started out in the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship journey. So I want you to explain some of that. Well, the truth of the matter is you don't know what you don't know. And I remember yeah. when you were looking for coverage, you called your mom every time. And <clears throat> your parents, um, I think they were utilized, like outside of her job when she wasn't working, were using Obamacare because they weren't old enough for Medicare yet. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, it's just Obamacare. But it's like, all right, well, how do I get it? Where do I go? What does that look like when you're in Maryland? I'm in Georgia. And I, like you said, like we just don't know our options, but you can only go as far as the information that typically our parents have. That's My true. parents have never been entrepreneurs. Yeah. So they really don't know what to tell me. Yeah. So... Um, what they offer you typically um, or what you can look up, because this is the first thing my dad said when I called him and told him about, you know, a layoff or whatever. He was like, Did they offer you Cobra. And I was like, what's Cobra? And I had to make sure I wrote this down so I could say it verbatim. Right. Mm -hmm. So Cobra is the Consolidated <laughs> Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. So what basically what Cobra coverage is, it lets you pay, basically lets you stay on your job type group policy that you already had only you're paying for it out of pocket versus so it allows you to kind of remain under the coverage that you had mm -hmm. with the job only you're paying for it personally now what malcolm was saying earlier and you, you have to look at too like when you have a job your job covers a portion of what that premium typically is mm -hmm. so you're never really paying the full amount of the cost gotcha. right um you know i think I want to, I don't even remember how much my job covered, but when you're looking at that, it's like, there's a percentage that is being covered that you're not paying the whole thing. When I was working, the percent based off of obviously the coverage that I selected, which was contingent upon it's three of us. Um, it was also contingent upon just in case we got pregnant. That was never the, <laughs> that wasn't the plan, but it just so happened to happen. But I made sure I selected a cover that just in case, just in case that were to happen. And just in case we, um, you know, expanded our family mm -hmm. that we had maternity coverage and all that kind of stuff like that. That was really good. So it was costing us $1,200 a month. That's crazy. $1,200 a month. That's wow. $600 a check. And the company also paid a portion. So that's just what was coming out from me. Yeah. Because group coverage. Yeah. I mean, but um, I, I just don't understand why it costs this much. But it's based off of the amount of people in your household, all kinds of stuff. And, and like I said, the what the coverage is. Mm -hmm. And typically, at least what I learned from my parents when you're looking at coverage was like, in the moment of something happening, do you want to pay high high numbers or do you want to pay low numbers? Doesn't make it makes more sense to pay more into it month. I mean, with your check, than how much you're going to have to pay if you have to show up to a doctor's visit or you have to go to a specialist or now you're having a baby. Like, how much does the insurance actually cover? Mm -hmm. And so that's where you end up with a whole premium thing. The premium is based off of like how much do you want this company to cover? Because I have friends right now that work jobs and they like. Nigga, I don't get sick enough. Oh, I don't I go see. to the hospital enough. I don't go to the doctor enough. So I'm fine with paying a $500 deductible mm -hmm. in the event that something happens versus I'm not fine with that. Or let's say it's $1,000, $5,000 deductible, $2,000 deductible. You pay less You're, premium. But, but I'm only paying $100, $200 a month out of my, or a check out of my income. Yeah. So that's what the debate is, which is what I always just be like, what is, I don't get this. 
Mm-hmm. And most people, I don't think we do. Yeah, you're right. We just pick something we just, because we, we have just, to. Yeah, we just pick something that makes sense towards our budget. Correct. Or, you know, say, how can we save money? But we don't know the intricacies of what your plan entails. Like, do you have $5,000 if you were to go, have to get surgery today? Right. You know what I'm saying? To, to be able to get care. Like, people don't really think about that. Or you think about ambulance costs. Or you think about mm-hmm. if I do need a prescription, if I need to go to an urgent care. Like, do I have an $80 copay or do I have a $20 copay? Um, does the company, like, after I pay for whatever the... Um, they have like their the deductible that you have to pay over the course of the year. Like you have to cover this amount and then we'll cover this. Is it 20%? Is it 0%? Like do I still, if I had a $10,000 bill, how much do I have to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Are you covering 80%? Are you covering 40%? You know what I'm saying? And that's the intricacies that we kind of skip over based off of us trying to pick a lower premium. Gotcha. And so this is what I, I learned this before I actually got into the healthcare business because I'm like, I guess I got to bite the bullet because I got a family. And just in case I get pregnant, like, let's just make sure we're covered. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the time I thought that I knew my son had still, I knew our son still had uh, coverage with um, Medicaid, but I didn't think, I thought mine had ran out earlier that year because according to something they had already sent me, I didn't have coverage anymore. So in my mind, I didn't have coverage, but I ended up, I did. Turns out I did. I didn't find it out till I got pregnant. But anyway, Basically what you're saying, like, that's how they work, right? Mm-hmm. And so what COBRA does, it allows you to stay in the same type of plan, but you don't have a job. Gotcha. And so the other day when you were asking me about that, I pulled it up online and I showed you, like, okay, based off of our location, based off of our family, and based off of our needs, we would still be looking at six to $700 a month just to be covered. How can somebody who no longer has an income from said position right afford, afford a 600 so now there's some that are like $50 $75 or whatever $17 I've even seen but once you start putting in all your information it never says that yeah and so that's where I start looking at like affordable care and now that I'm in the industry and I'm talking to my brokers and I'm dealing you know preparing for open enrollment for the affordable cares act and I'm just looking around where it's like there's so many other people that have been laid off in 2023 you're right. That are still if you get on LinkedIn Especially in right the now, tech industry. What? Tech industry is like I, I was just talking to um I saw it on, on TikTok. Some um some lady said that she had just got laid off and it was two thousand of them that had got laid off. I was like, What company was this? Mm-hmm. And she said like Centene or something like that. It was some some uh tech some tech company, I guess, based out of like Oregon or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy to see like how they're cutting jobs, but they're cutting them by the thousands if oh, they yeah. do get cut. And that's how many people are literally having their, their lives changed overnight. You right. know what I'm saying? And and some of them could be going through what we're going through or what we had gone through, mm-hmm. which is you could be pregnant. You could be dealing with an illness. You could be doing dealing with anything. Mm-hmm. And then your health insurance is cut off. Now you're scrambling trying to figure out like what to do, where to go, what to do. And I think that's why I always preach like it's important to have different people in your friend group mm-hmm. that are special, you know, special in different things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you may have a lawyer in your group. You may have a. We need a lawyer in our group. We definitely need a lawyer in our group. You may have a broker in your group. You know what I'm saying? You may have a health insurance broker like like yourself. Somebody that brings value that can help you and, and help you make a decision 
that is based upon your lifestyle and what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not even just make a decision, but have an option. Have an option. Have yeah. an option. Like, because, you know, literally it's, it's, it's being, I think the situation that we dealt with, with that, um, in regards to coverage and waiting on the government, having to go up to the, the, the buildings all these times mm-hmm. and all this different stuff. And, and, people feeling like people don't even care about their jobs like you know what i'm saying the amount of time the amount of people that you see in these government buildings that are just trying to get coverage Mm -hmm. get their family taken care of find um get get government assistance and literally watching them go up to these desks and have these conversations and hearing people say well this is all we can do or you're going to have to wait or you have to wait for so-and-so to call you and the best I could do is send an email and it's 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 honestly disheartening because it's like this is people's lives we talking about we're not just talking about people who just out here just trying to do something to do it right you're talking about people who are trying to take care of their families and so um I will say like literally over the last month um of even preparing for open enrollment with the affordable cares act um that starts november 1st (laughs) but um you know just even preparing for it it has put a different level of drive in me because i've one lived it and two i've seen so many people you know and so to be a resource like i think about the musician community Mm -hmm. the amount of people on strike um i've had conversations with my friends who have said you know all they're doing as actors and people in the entertainment world is trying to make enough money in that space to be able to afford health care um and once you get there it still has a price it doesn't come for free just because you can afford it you can afford it based off of how much income you've made so now because of these labor unions that they have you now qualify but can you afford it Mm -hmm. and you know when you just look at those whole total things in in those kind of conglomerates it's like I'm grateful that I now have the ability to be a resource to the people around me the people that's around them and just the people in the world, because now I can be of service to people who are dealing with the same thing that I've, I've lived through. Yeah. I, I wonder like, what's the, like, what's the difference between the affordable cares act and, and how like your brokerage is set up for specifically health insurance and affordable health insurance. How is that different from like what people probably typically know? Um, it's not really different because it's really the same companies. It's the same companies, but I remember you were saying like some sometimes you can qualify for for no no premium at all, mm-hmm. um, or low premium based upon income and stuff like that. Like yeah, most of it is all income based. Obviously, okay. um, it, even when you go to the government, like it's all yeah. about how much money you make for you to qualify. Um, but even if you make you can make a quarter million dollars a year and still get a policy. With the Affordable Cares Act, you just have to pay a premium. Everything in regards to income is in regards to how much money are you paying mm-hmm. a month. So if your income and, and the crazy thing is, even if you go to one of the government buildings and you're doing the same thing, the for our household, the minimum income a month is like six thousand dollars. Oh, wow. so you think like when I was saying earlier, when I'm like, it's it's programmed in us to think this is for people who don't have money. Right. Right. But, but you can get Medicaid. The, Lip the minimum income for a four person family household. Mm. Doesn't matter who's making the most money for four people in a household. Six thousand dollars is the maximum. My bad, not the minimum. The maximum that the household can be making. That's a lot of. That's, that's a lot of yeah, money. That's a lot of income for a household, especially if two of those people are children. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so what we have now equated it to is that typically people don't make money. Mm. 
You know what I mean? And so with with that income, with you making six thousand dollars a month, what is that? Six times twelve. Y'all get the point. I can do math real quick. I don't really. What is six times twelve? We got to get ready for preparing our kids in math class. Seventy-two thousand, yeah. So seventy-two thousand dollars a year. That's what you bring home because I think typically it is off of your yeah income. That's above national average. Are you kidding me? So people have no idea. And so for literally, you can get affordable zero dollar premiums. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like that's crazy. Like that stuff I didn't know. Like as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking like. They trying to hit. They will hit you over the head. You know what I'm saying? Because of where you going? Because of where you going? But if you have somebody that is a, a brokerage or or somebody that can who just knows you don't even just have to knows. be in all you know like, what I'm just saying? Knows. Just that just knows about it and can get you different quotes options. Mm-hmm. and different options and kind of can show you like like this is what they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, so I remember I was talking to my cousin. Um, she was down here for our baby shower and she's a beautician. Her husband is a barber mm-hmm. and she was telling me like she's, she's um, having a baby as well. She was like, Oh yeah, we pay, we may have insurance. We Which pay $50 cool. a month. I'm like I'm blown away. I said, wait, what? What? Crazy. <laughs> Which makes us look at it. Like we lived dirty hoping that nothing would happen for so long yeah. when there are options out there that just most people don't know about mm-hmm. or aren't talking about. Like I, like I said, the musician community, I know so many people that mm-hmm. are in the position where it's like, I just don't even know where I could get coverage. So I hope I don't ever have to go to the doctor. I see so many Jeez. musicians that if they get sick, they thug it out. That's real. They thug it that's out. That's so real. <laughs> Especially, like, yeah, that's real. That's you know real. it because a lot of and your friends are musicians. Yeah, what? You know what I'm saying? I've seen and so, it. I entrepreneurs, see it. we just dug it out. I'm sick, and then I'm just in the house. I got all these remedies. You got people that's telling you, yeah, just go go to Publix and get you some ginger shots and get some uh some lemon uh <laughs> lemon mm-hmm. tea and and take this Nyquil and it'll knock it right out in three days. Yeah, and I hate when I hear people say you can get an uh, affordable healthcare. How? Because no one knows the who who to go to. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So to have somebody to go to is lit. You know what I'm saying? You need that in your in, in your friend group. Nah, like I said, like if like when you live those things and you're you're in it beyond just trying to make money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when you experience absolutely. those things, it makes you. For me, it has made me really excited, upset. Um, <laughs> it's it's all of those all emotions. Things, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, yo, people really need this, and I'm just glad to be like for somebody to ask somebody. Yo, have you ever like? Do you know what I could do for healthcare and blah blah blah? And somebody knowing that they could call me. Oh yeah, hit hit my homegirl up. Yeah, and she can she'll uh, she can see if she can get you something that fits in your budget. You know, um, and to me that's a blessing. It makes me very very grateful to be in a position to to have picked something, or found something because I didn't pick it. It kind of fell in my lap, but. Mm-hmm. To have found something that puts you in that position, that's that's kind of next level. So I'm I'm really excited about the years to come for real. Yeah, that's lit. I mean, is there <laughs> anything that people should know? Um, if you don't have insurance and you're looking for it, open enrollment does start on November first. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know when this episode comes out. <laughs> right, whenever this episode comes, comes out, out, came either out. Way. November 1st um, until January 15th, you have for open enrollment and then everything uh, throughout 2024 will be like a special enrollment period. So yeah, um, you can hit me up. Uh, I'll drop my number on here because I don't even know it. Yeah, but people need to hear it too, though, because we got we got a visual and a audio. Oh, no, fact, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, y'all. 
Um, but yeah, if you, if you're somebody who's looking for coverage, um, affordable cares, you need some, um, low premium, no premium. Like I said, I can't guarantee you anything. All we can do is see what you qualify for. Um, but yeah, feel, feel free to hit me up. You can email me, um, at Garrison Global Health at gmail.com, or you can go to our booking information at Garrison Global Management.com. It'll take you directly to my calendar. We, we can set up a call. Um, or you can literally hit my business line. It's four. 770-775-9455 and you, you text me and we can schedule a call and everything like that and we can get you set up and, and see what we can uh, find for you. Hmm. Alright, let me get to the comment section and see what this Comment section, we go back in the uh, episodes of, you know, this season, last season, whatever um, and share like a question, comment or whatever that somebody may, may have made based on the uh, information that we put out to the world. Yes. So. Uh, so they said, I remember when Malcolm said in the previous season that leaving his job was a great feeling, but he regretted not having health insurance once he became an entrepreneur. What advice would you give somebody who's ready to make the, that leap but have the same fears? That's a great question. Um, I would say, like I said, have have a business structure um, that allows you to be paid as an employee from mm -hmm. your business so you can control um what income you actually show mm -hmm. that that makes sense so you can qualify for some of the things that could be affordable that's a strategy mm -hmm. um also uh befriend somebody that may be in the field of insurance mm -hmm. um that may you know deal with health insurance specifically that you can start bouncing ideas off of and get quotes from and see what fits in your budget as you leave um also calculating like what do you already pay in health insurance because if you're leaving your job because you're doing well in entrepreneurship, you obviously have some money um, that you can put aside towards going through for health care. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a, another option. But you, it's kind of it's kind of really up to that person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think it's more so about planning and knowing, knowing because this is stuff that I didn't take in consideration before I left. Mm -hmm. So now that you have podcasts like this, now you can take things into consideration and make like, OK, I can do this. I can afford this or this is my strategy to be able to have um you know some full coverage so yeah i agree i think he answered it correctly yeah. i would do exactly what he said um and and just it's just proper planning proper planning um i think we need to have more conversations in entrepreneurship around how to make those transitions in total mm -hmm. not just jumping to live this lavish lifestyle that you think entrepreneurship is about to <laughs> right because uh, hopefully we just told you yeah, there's so many more elements there's to it than just, yeah, yeah, there's way more elements. Like entrepreneurship is great. Time freedom is great. Whatever it is that you're looking for, whatever it is that you, you put your energy and effort into will put you in position to live the lifestyle that you desire. But I think in preparing to make those transitions, there needs to be more conversation around each, the, the many elements to that conversation. And so um, hopefully that answered your question. And hopefully um, this episode gave you guys some insight and, you know, we're just giving y'all the real about the stuff. That yeah, we yeah, real life, real, real game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the life transitions that we are transitioning through, have transitioned through and are, are navigating through at the same time. So we love y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening to the show. 
I am your co-host, Brittany Garrison. And I'm Malcolm Garrison. And you can follow me at Brittany Donnell. You can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And don't forget to follow the show at So Let's Talk About It Pod. And you can uh, obviously follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you um, subscribe to the show on there. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube, like on YouTube, and write us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate and review so we can continue to spread um, love, light, and joy and value to the world we'll see y'all in the next episode peace